This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any because there are only two left and there are two of us. And those things that are left are hand pies. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, there's two of us left. We're we're the last of us, part two. Oh, no. This is the stuff of nightmares. Nobody wants us to be the last two. Well, they won't care because they, they're already, oh, they, they already got gone. apocalypsed. That's true. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So today we are talking about hand pies. This was suggested by listener Brandon, who is not hot pots. That's correct. And, and not... And uh, not oh F F S F Sots, former spouse for, of the show. F- former spouse of the show. Not F Sots, not Hot Pots, but listener Brandon. No, but Thank I think you. this this listener Brandon, I think, has has uh had a show suggestion before. So maybe like if he gets one more, he should get a nickname. Oh, okay, great. Wow. Uh <laughs> so so chal- the challenge goes out to you. Listener Brandon. Uh, Matthew, let's uh, let's begin, as we often do, always do, on memory lane. Well, for, um, I mean, first of all, I think we should set the scene, which is like it was it was this was my idea. Like this is our our dumbest recording arrangement that we've ever done, I think, <laughs> yeah. which is that we're both in my house. But mm-hmm. in order to have a guest on, we, we wanted to use like our online recording system. And so we can't be in the same room. So I am in the closet and Molly is in my dining room yep. and could, for all I know, be eating all my stuff. Well, in two minutes and 30 seconds, the hand pies that Watzel baked are going to be rewarmed, and I may or may not let you out of the closet to eat yours. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they'll be heated through by then, but it's worth a shot. Okay. Okay. Hand pie memory lane. I'm ready. Hand, hand pie memory lane. Okay. God, when I think of hand pie memory lane, the first thing I think of is Hostess fruit pies. And I didn't even remember that they were called like fruit pies. I couldn't remember what the name was. You know, there was like Hostess Ho-Hos, Ding Dongs, Cupcakes, yeah. Twinkies. But I, I started to Google Hostess Fruit 
And Google filled in pies. So that's what they're called, Hostess Fruit Pies. Yes. They're sold near the Twinkies and stuff. They are. They're in the, like, what do you call that? Um, we Shelf-stable oh. breakfast pastries. We did an Shelf episode Shelf-stable breakfast it. pastries. Okay, there we go. We didn't like them very much. Well, I, did we get one of these? Because I don't uh, think I've ever eaten one of these. I think we oh, got one. Oh, I should have oh. gotten some. Matthew, we did get one. You got a cherry one, and you took a bite of it, but I I refused. They're really, I don't know, like, I don't want to yuck a yum, but they're, like, very different from food. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I thought that I remembered as I was thinking about the hostess fruit pies that I did not eat and have never eaten in my youth. I decided to go looking for a hostess fruit pies commercial because I thought I remembered there being a commercial when we were kids in which you could see a hostess fruit pie being like like broken in half and you could see the texture oh, this of the filling. sounds really familiar. Although I could be thinking of what's a commercial where some, someone pulls something apart and there's like strings of cheese. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Well, I couldn't find it. Uh, oh, okay. that's, uh, well, that's like, uh, wouldn't that be hot pockets? It might be hot pockets. Yeah. Okay. Which hold is, on. which is, uh, which stands for, um, husband of the <laughs> producer of corn. <laughs> Okay, I just sent you a link to a Hostess Fruit Pies and Twinkies. I don't know why they jammed them together into one commercial. A Hostess Fruit Pies and Twinkies TV commercial from the 80s. Okay, I'm so excited. I'm going to watch it right now. Yeah, let's both watch it. Oh, no, wait, the timer has gone off. Okay, well, you watch it. I'm (laughs) going to... Okay, you check out the Fruit Pies while I watch this commercial. Division of Labor. Be right back. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) oh wow okay i could hear you laughing both so i was in your kitchen like Uh five paces away from the mic i could hear you laughing from the bathroom and i could also hear your laugh coming through my headphones over on the table that's amazing and it was the weirdest echo laugh but okay so you know are the fruit pies done first of all Oh, I think so. Okay, great. So what I notice about this commercial, I mean, do you want to describe it for our listener? Yeah, okay. So first of all, there is a mascot character named Fruit Pie the Magician. And I do (laughs) remember this. Like I had forgotten about it, like buried this this horrible memory for decades. But now you, it's like back from the grave that there, it's like a living fruit pie that's presumably (laughs) like instead of, instead of internal organs, just has like a fruit slurry inside, but (laughs) is wearing a magician's outfit for no reason. Yep, yep. Okay. Is hawking is is giving free fruit pies to children like outside of school? Mhm. Yep. So the, like, exactly what you don't want your children to encounter exactly, outside like, of school is is a, a man with uh, with fruit slurry for innards and a, and a magician's outfit. It's really the magician's <laughs> outfit that you need to watch out for. Tell your children. And then it cuts to like the kids giving giving their like imp- opinions about the fruit pies, and the kids are very very cute. And then like as it's winding up, Fruit Pie the Magician totally interrupts a kid and says, "Well, that says it all." I know. I was like, I found myself thinking. So I I woke up at like four o'clock this morning and oh. had one of those fun times where you just lie there for a couple hours. But I found myself thinking about Fruit Pie the Magician as, as what in a does. sexual way. If, uh, yeah, because nothing feels as good. <laughs> 
hugging someone whose innards are fruit. Do not hug fruit by the magician too hard. It will be tragic and very messy. You'll need to call like crime scene cleanup. Okay, but what I found myself thinking about is like, what was he afraid the kid? It seemed like he interrupted the kid like he was afraid the kid was going to say the wrong yes. thing. Or, or, or like spill, like like tell the horrible truth about Fruit Pie the Magician and his <laughs> and his uh, murky past. Or like, I found like, myself going, I like I like apple and cherry and strawberry, and you killed a man, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, wait a minute. I found myself in the middle of the night, also struggling to remember. So you know, you see early on in the ad that there's like this tray of uh, of fruit pies in sure. their wrappers, okay? And there's apple and there's cherry. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember the third one. And I found myself wondering if Fruit Pie the Magician cuts off the little kid before he can say that the type of the third one because they had like decided to discontinue it or something. <laughs> I mean, the 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 commercial definitely did have that vibe of like, we have $150 to sh- and one hour to shoot this commercial. Like, we're just going to wait outside a school and see... <laughs> See if we can corral some children into doing our commercial for free in exchange for like forty cent fruit pies. <laughs> um, uh, do you okay, Molly? Let me tell you this: yeah. I just watched the commercial thirty seconds ago, and I do not remember the third pie flavor either. Was it even in there? I'm not. Well, it was on the tray. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to watch this again now. Okay, me too. All right, here we go. And then I'm going to come get a fruit pie. Also, I like the title card at the beginning, <laughs> Hostess Fruit Pies and Twinkies, 1980s TV commercial, as if you wouldn't know. Lemon. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's almost like they were like, whoops, we've decided That's to right. discontinue we- the lemon. <laughs> but Don't so the, the kid holds up the lemon, lemon and starts to say, and lemon and fruit pie the magician is like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad you found this this classic commercial. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. Anyway, but Matthew, okay, so I remember these from my childhood, but I've never eaten one. Uh, I have very important news. Uh, yes. Fruit Pie the Magician has a Wikipedia page. Oh, really? Fruit Pie the Magician was the official mascot for Hostess Fruit Pies from 1973 <laughs> until early 2006 when the character was removed from the Fruit Pie labels. Wow. It sounds like he got canceled, right? It it does. What do you think he did wrong? I mean, I think probably part of it involved lurking outside of school, <laughs> waiting to, to uh, lure children with fruit pies. <laughs> the following uh, is from a cached version of the Hostess website. Fruit Pie the Magician loves to entertain friends with his wacky magic tricks. His favorite magic trick is to make Hostess fruit pies appear out of thin air. You always have to keep an eye on the magician or else he may play a trick on you. So that's uh, disturbing. Up with this, like, I mean, you know, well, the, like the Hamburglar was one thing. Like the Hamburglar would take hamburgers and eat them. That right? is one thing. Yes. So <laughs> what? But, Why is there a fruit pie magician who makes them appear? It's you know, you would think what he would do is make them disappear, and all of a sudden you feel satiated because it's in your stomach. So, so fruit pie the magician is like the anti hamburglar. Yeah, is what you're, I think I you're mean, right. Yeah, actually, I, I take back what I just said about him disappearing them into your belly because that's like <laughs> non consensual eating. And talk <laughs> yeah, about that's getting, really disturbing. Talk about getting canceled. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's like so wrong. That's so messed up. I can't believe I even thought about. Yeah, that. I mean, I think I think like you're now on the hook for coming up with that idea. <laughs> 
so sorry. Okay, but have you eaten these other than like the one bite you took in an episode a long time ago? I would occasionally get my hands on one as a kid. Even then, I could tell that they were kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but like, like the fruit is... It's like if you took like cherry pie filling and like strained all the cherries out. I mean, I think there are is like an occasional cherry in there, but it's gloop. It's pure gloop. It's pure gloop. But you I mean, know it was, what? It was created out of thin air by a magician. So, <laughs> so it's not actually food. Right. Okay, but hold on. So, but yeah, but like, when is the last? I th- I'm sure the last time I had one was when I took one bite of one on that episode. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, I I think this is the kind of thing that, as an adult, is probably best enjoyed under the influence of one or more things. If even then, right? I mean, you'd have to be heavily influenced. Yeah. So what about other hand pies? I mean, when I say under the influence, I mean in the thrall of fruit pie, the magician. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Other fruit pies. As a kid, I think the only other hand pie that I remember was an apple turnover, which which was like something that was a special treat that I would get like if we went to a bakery. I think that apple turnovers, in fact, are the only... hand pie I've ever actually eaten, Matthew. Oh. Um, and I think I think that if you had offered me an apple turnover as a child, I would have said no. Because I think I would have been afraid of the You were texture. afraid of triangles. I was afraid of triangles. No. I was afraid of the texture because I was afraid that what was inside was going to be gelatinous, and I hated all things gelatinous as a child. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I think the inside of a hostess fruit pie is very gelatinous. Mm-hmm. I don't think a good, well-made apple turnover is very gelatinous. But I did not know this as a child. And right, so I understand. I think it was but not – if I had a time machine and could only use it one time, I would use it to go back <laughs> in time, lurk outside of your school, and tell you that, that you should go ahead and eat an apple turnover. It's not as gelatinous as you think. Oh, good. And then I'd come back to the present. Oh, God. And then I would spend my entire life growing up being like, who was that weird guy outside well, my school if you talking think about back, apple turnovers? Do you now have that memory? Because if so, that means that in the future, I will have access to a time machine. You know, I'm pretty sure that I read a Ted Chang stor- short story <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was something about this. Um, yeah. No, hold on. What I was going to say, though... I think that what finally got me to eat an apple turnover was uh, putting the words apple turnover into French. Uh, Oh, okay. Because I was at the height of my Francophilia when I uh, encountered what is called the chausson au pomme. Is a chausson Um, like a sock? It's a slipper. Slipper, okay. Yeah, so like apple slippers. Uh, can you imagine if I filled your slippers? (laughs) Oh, no, with a slurry? with, With a slurry of fruit. That's, that's what Fruit Pie the Magician did that went too far and they had to take him off the packaging. He's, he, he was not satisfied just conjuring fruit pies out of thin air. He had to go and start filling children's slippers with fruit slurries. <laughs> this oh, this sounds you know, like some sort of Scandinavian Christmas uh, it, tradition, right? I was going to say, this sounds like a real, like, uh, like Santa Claus's, like, bad cousin. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the, the like Danish one that everyone likes? Uh, Krampus. I don't know if it's Danish, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, <laughs> That's right. What is it? Is it like what? When is this episode coming out? December second. Oh, hey. Okay, great. So this is our Christmas hand pies episode. Uh-huh. Apparently, anyway. <laughs> no, but okay. I'm trying to get everyone, our- listeners, check your slippers tonight before <laughs> before bed. No, you gotta. 
If you don't want this to happen to you, hide your slippers. Don't leave them out by the fireplace. Definitely right. don't. Because because okay. Fruit by the Magician is uh, is very lazy. Just comes down the chimney, looks like, are there any slippers near the fireplace? Now, nah. Okay, next house. <laughs> okay. Hang on. I'm not done. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I really love Chausson Opum. But the filling of that is less like pie filling. I mean, even good pie filling. And almost more like um, like a chunky applesauce. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But not okay. gelatinous. Not gelatinous that I've encountered. Uh, okay, good. Or, you know, anyway. Matthew, we should also talk about Pop-Tarts. And, and yeah, I think these pretty much qualify as hand pies like there's, there's that, a pastry shell there's a filling you hold you eat them without utensils that's a hand that pie. seems like a hand pie although i think our guest today well probably not going to come on the show now that we have said that pop tarts <laughs> are hand pies anyway to to be discussed uh okay. matthew should we take a break here and get the Let's hand take a pies break and, and get some hand pies okay. okay and then we'll jump back okay Wow, I've already done so much laugh crying in this episode. Yeah, we should we should bring listeners up to date what happened during the break. Uh, first of all, we ate some reheated hand pies that were delicious. And we'll talk more about those in a second when our guest, Cheryl Day, joins us. Yes, and then we got onto a, into a whole Krampus rattle. Mm-hmm. Matthew started pulling up, uh, well, Wikipedia. Was it, Did you look up Wikipedia for yeah. Krampus? Mm-hmm. And then we found a whole bunch of really disturbing uh, old, like, Victorian-era imagery of, of Krampus. Yeah, so if you're on Molly's Christmas list this year, I think you're going to get be getting this, a pretty special card. <laughs> uh, we found some pretty great Krampus cards on Zazzle. So um, you're welcome, everybody, yeah. if you're still looking for your Christmas cards. Oh, hey, Matthew, do you want to tell them what's coming up for them? So it's this episode comes out December 2nd. <laughs> what's coming up on December 5th? Oh, oh Krampus not. Yeah, what's um, going to happen? The night of the night of December 5th, I think I think just a Krampus like goes gets loose on the streets. OK, and you're supposed to like ply him with alcohol or something, right? You're supposed to ply him with alcohol and uh, or he will fill your slippers with a with a slurry <laughs> of fruit and not necessarily a <laughs> fruit slurry it could be a much worse slurry okay okay so matthew hold on this is our hand pies episode this is our this is our uh uh crom crom pie okay uh, uh what defines a hand pie <laughs> do you see okay. what i did there yeah i did yeah yeah okay so here's this is i tried to come up with a definition of a hand pie and i don't know how well i did so you can you can tell me you can push back on any or all of okay. this so I'm going to say it's a sweet or savory handheld pie designed to be eaten without utensils. And that means it uh, can be baked or fried, but it is surrounded by crust and is not covered with a sticky glaze because then you wouldn't pick it up. Okay, so do... So, so like, you see it and you want to pick it up. So do Cornish pasties fit into this definition? I think if they're small enough, yeah. Okay. Like, a, a whole Cornish pasty... Like a full size one, you probably wouldn't pick up the whole thing and take a bite out of it. You'd cut it in half first. But there are smaller Cornish pasties that absolutely would qualify, I think. Is a, oh God, what do you call that thing that's like a pizza folded in half? A calzone. Is that a hand pie? I think if it's small enough, yeah. Okay. It's like size is a big part. I'm of it. I'm trying out this definition, you know, or a small I'm sort part of feeling of out the edges, you know, the, the, uh, the, 
extremes of this definition. Okay, so I made a list of things that I would consider hand pies under this definition. Okay, great. Go for it. All right, yeah, you ready? Take it away. So Australian meat pies. Okay, yep. Small Cornish pasties and other British meat pies. West African meat pies, Jamaican patties, samosas. Yes. These are all on the savory side. Okay. And then on the sweet side, it's usually fruit pies, but there are uh, hand-held cream pies like chocolate, vanilla, or coconut. I always said hand cream <laughs> pies, but that sounds like you're eating hand cream. I want to also say that I noticed some of the uh, pies, particularly on the savory pies list you just came up with, some of them are fried, not just baked. Yeah, I think they can be fried or baked. I think they can use a short crust pastry or a puff pastry. Okay. This is like a pretty old food, right? Is this something someone would have like... Yeah, I mean, like, Hot Pockets have been around since we were kids. That's true. That's very old. Um, Is this something that someone would have, like, shoved in their satchel while, uh, like, you know, trekking across Middle Earth to take a ring and and destroy it in um, a mountain of lava? Yeah, I think unquestionably. Like most of the time people would would think that they had the evil ring and would accidentally like just destroy like their friend's wedding ring or something. And then like, first of all, the evil would still be, you know, suffusing the land or whatever happened. And their friend would be really pissed. But they would have hand pies to eat. Right. But they would have delicious pies along the way. No, seriously, pies. Pies are one of the oldest foods. Like there, there is evidence of pies from ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, ancient Rome. If you, if it's got ancient in the name, they probably had pies of one kind or another. Mostly savory pies back then. But like, if they were making large pies, certainly they were also making small pies for <laughs> for quests and other travels. I, I remember in some other episode, maybe we did an apple pie episode, uh, in which we talked about like the medieval. Uh, phrasing of like putting fruit in a coffin. In a coffin, yeah. yes. So, so hand pies are basically fruit in a coffin, but a tiny coffin that you can carry yes, around. Yes, that's exactly okay. it. Okay. Have we ever been on a quest? Um, I used the word quest, and I don't know if I've ever been on one. I mean, does our does our like onion rings field trip count? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I think it does. Like. I mean, I think for it to be a quest, you have to be like up against uh, unimaginable odds. Mm. And I think we were. I think also something that defines a quest is like a sense of like great adventure, you know, which that had. Okay, yeah. So we've been on a quest. What should our next quest be? Well, you seem to have a thing for destroying rings. So maybe we (laughs) could make that part. Okay, but (laughs) whose ring are we going to destroy? Because I'm not getting rid of mine. I have two wedding rings, like because like this one like fits well in winter, but gets too tight in summer when my fingers get bigger. Apparently, wow. (laughs) (laughs) What else gets bigger in summer, Matthew? (laughs) Everything. <laughs> God, this show is so dumb. Okay, that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna have a guest who's gonna save us. Yeah, thank God. I'm so sorry, Cheryl Day. Uh, mm-hmm. Matthew, should we pause until she gets here? Okay, that sounds good. Okay. Should I like hang out in here so I don't have to like run over here when she shows up, well, or should I come back into the dining room? Okay, I'll come into the dining room. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen, 
Uh, they've got – you can borrow appliances. Like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow <laughs> it. No charge. Uh-huh. So like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet – Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in Alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have, like, a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, so, like, a whole closet system where I can really, like, unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then, and this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Cheryl Day is a business owner, entrepreneur, authority on Southern baking, and leader of the Southern Restaurants for Racial Justice movement. She's the co-author of the acclaimed Back in the Day Bakery Cookbooks and author of the brand new and amazing Cheryl Day's Treasury of Southern Baking. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us on Spilled Milk. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) We are big fans of yours as well. Cheryl, Matthew and I have already been talking, uh, making a lot of dumb jokes, but mostly talking about hand (laughs) pies. And we actually have just eaten a pie that Matthew's wife made kind of as a riff on one of the ones in your book. It was delicious. what is it? So it was uh, the the bourbon. She she started with the bourbon peach hand pie recipe and made your um, pie dough, which is a fantastic recipe that we'll talk a little oh, more about. And uh, but we had a ton of apples around from a CSA, so she made apple cinnamon hand pies, doing everything else the same as the bourbon peach, and they are so oh, good. Oh yum! Oh wow, that sounds delicious. I wish I had one. <laughs> yeah, and of course we will do the bourbon peach uh, during peach season. But this was great. Sounds good. All right. So when we were reading your new book. Um, which we love the the fact that like you know we were, we were like we want to have Cheryl on the show but we need to pick a topic and I was flipping through the book and the fact that there are at least four hand pie recipes in the book jumped out at me right away because I love these things yeah me too I'm a little crazy I guess <laughs> no no this is this is a good thing where do hand pies fit into the world of Southern baking. Oh, hand pies are well a lot of times they're fried I do them mm-hmm. baked because I pretty much can't do much unless it goes into the oven successfully <laughs> so but hand pies in southern culture it was just that little you know thing that you could take and take on the go i guess was the most important thing so a sure. lot of times people would take them if they were working um you know, at a factory or outside in the fields, whatever, there was hand pies. So did you eat these growing up? Were they were they baked or fried? Um, Molly, I will eat a hand pie baked <laughs> and fried. Okay, okay. <laughs> they okay. are um, equally delicious, but I find, like I said personally, that a baked hand pie is a lot more accessible to most folks. You don't have to worry about you know, getting the oil to the certain temp- temperature and it dropping down and, you know, all of that. So yeah. I do prefer making them baked, but I will eat them both ways. What are some of your favorite fillings? Some of my favorite fillings are definitely the bourbon peach, for mm-hmm. sure. 
That apple sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. One that I really, really enjoy, and it is um, in the cookbook. It's kind of our take on uh, savory empanada, hand pie, and it's the country captain yes. hand pie that's in the book. It's like a really delicious um, hash that you make with sweet, sweet potatoes, caramelized onions, I love that also. I mean, that's just like delicious for lunch or dinner with a, a little salad. So yeah. I, there's a hand pie. I haven't met a hand pie that I don't love. No, I have my eye on that one. I'm glad you mentioned empanadas because we tried to like list off all of the hand pies of the world we could think of and totally missed empanadas. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, what were some of the other ones? Um, so w- would you consider a samosa a hand pie? Sure. Okay, yeah. good. We would too. What else What else we come yeah. up with? Like, um, uh, like Jamaican patties. Yes. Cornish Absolutely. pasties, if they're small. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, West African uh, meat pies. And, and I'm sure there are hundreds of others that we didn't think of. Yes. Okay, so now you're making me hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've made the mistake on the show before of, like, picking something really delicious and then not eating it and just felt miserable afterwards. So am I correct, then, you have that pan pie that your wife made? You have that well, with you today? Well, we, we just finished them. <laughs> I, okay. uh, we have them with us inside them, our yes, bodies. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I tell you another one that I've made that's kind of unusual um, is a sweet potato hand pie. That sounds great. And that's really good. I've just used like leftover, you know, this time of year when you have leftover pumpkin filling or sweet potato pie filling in my case, I always have a little bit leftover and then you just put it in a hand pie and it's delicious. That sounds fantastic. Okay, that that's a perfect segue into my the next thing I was wondering about, which was this time of year, like we're doing a fruit CSA and we, you know, we had a bunch of apples around, but like often we'll have like fruit around the house that we don't really have a plan for, and hand pie seems like a great idea. Do you have any advice for like what fruits work best for a hand pie and like how to improvise one? Is there anything I need to watch out for in terms of avoiding a soggy crust or anything any other tips that you would offer? Yeah, I mean, really you can put any kind of fruit fillings that you have. What kind of fruits do you all have right now in your CSA box? So right now I get uh, most, we're just just at the tail end of plums, and then it's a lot of apples and pears and Asian pears. So those are all great. And then even during this summer when you get, you know, like small berries, blueberries, blackberries, um, I definitely have some of those recipes in the book too. But you're just basically cooking it down, kind of almost, you know, jammy kind of Mm -hmm. consistency, but leaving big chunks of fruit. And those work really well in hand pies, too. So I can't think of anything that wouldn't be good in a hand pie. Excellent. (laughs) Well, I have a question about your pie crust, which is so wonderfully flaky and delicious. Um, And I notice in the recipe that it includes a full teaspoon of baking powder. What's what does the baking powder do in there? Oh, that's a good observation, Molly. So that is kind of my little cheat, I guess, that obviously uh, baking powder Definitely is going to give your dough a little extra lift, and your wife made it, so she saw yes. that probably. Absolutely, but it's, you know, it's really. I guess that is kind of a, a kind of a fair amount of baking powder, but it just gives it that extra 
lift in the dough and just kind of poofs everything up like to flaky heaven. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a fabulous texture. Oh, thanks. And there's vinegar in there too. Yeah. Will you which I've used in my, you know, all butter pastry crusts, but will you yeah. explain for any listeners why you put why you put vinegar in too? Absolutely. So the vinegar is another little cheat that tames the gluten mm-hmm. in ah. um, your pie dough. And it also helps when you're rolling out the pie dough. It just kind of falls right into the pan with ease. When you're rolling it, it doesn't resist you at all. And I have found, you know, having been doing this for so long, and I really started as a home baker. And a lot of these tips were from my grandmother and from my mom that they just had these ingenious things that have kind of taken me through my career. But I always like to think of anything that's going to give you ultimate success rather than, you know, having that fear of pie dough like (laughs) so many folks have. So any other little cheats like that so that they can get a successful pie dough and, you know, and say, yeah, I'm in this, you know, mm-hmm. I can do this. So mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm going to use this as like my go-to pie dough. Like I made, Yay! I made a quiche, a quiche recently using, using a different pie dough recipe and I thought it was going well, but then it kind of shrank back from, from the pan. And I'm like, I'm just going to use Cheryl's recipe next time. I don't think it's oh, going to do that. I definitely recommend aluminum free baking mm-hmm. powder. That's something worth mentioning. Um, it's, It's easily accessible, but there are other types of baking powder that kind of impart a little tinty flavor. And if you stick with aluminum-free, like a Rumson or something like that, Mm -hmm. then you won't have that issue. Okay. Let's let's ask the question that we've been beating around here. (laughs) Are hand pies better than full-size pies? (laughs) Wow, Matthew, that is a contentious question. (laughs) Okay, that is a good question. I'm going with... If I have to answer yes or no, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Blockbuster. I really love pie crust. Yep. And so a hand pie, I mean, I suppose if you're making a double crusted pie, that's kind of the same thing. But they're just so everything. I mean, they have yep. everything in one, you know, that you could grab in your hand. It's got lots of pie crust, great filling. You don't have to cut it. I actually wrote a section in the book about how to slice the perfect slice of pie. Molly, I think (laughs) you probably know you've sliced some pies in your day, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And it's not always easy to get that first perfect slice. So hand pie, there you go. You don't have to slice it. I hadn't even thought of that as an advantage, but you're right. When uh, when Lori, my wife, was was making them, and I, I want to stress that I don't like ask my wife to do all of the cooking for this show. I know it's coming <laughs> off like that. That is not how this works. Uh, okay. But she she was excited to make hand pies, and when she was uh, folding them, she's like, you know, these aren't all going to be like as perfectly shaped as as the ones in the picture of the book. And I'm like, there is nothing in the world that matters less than how perfectly shaped well, a hand pie so is. Well, that's so funny right? because that is the furthest thing from my mind. <laughs> I am not. I mean. I don't know. I think those recipes are just so approachable, and I love yes. it when it is not perfect. What's perfect, after all? Right. So we got eight, <laughs> eight slightly differently shaped hand pies, all equally delicious. All equally delicious individuals. Yes. Cheryl, will you tell us sort of broadly about your book and the different, you know, in addition to hand pies, which, you know, we've talked a lot about today, what are some other recipes in there that you really want listeners to know about? Well, I mean... 
as you saw, there is a very extensive pie chapter. So yes. for sure, that is definitely the biggest uh, chapter. But what I want folks to know is that Southern Bay, you don't have to be in the South to be a Southern baker. Mm-hmm. I want people to just kind of pick recipes that they feel comfortable starting with and start their own journey of baking through the book, I hope. Um, there's 13 chapters from biscuits, hot breads, I call them, hot breads and crackers. The first recipe is uh, biscuits and crackers, and then all the way to basics. I have three cake chapters, so obviously I'm a big fan of cakes mm-hmm. also. So, yeah, I just really want to kind of take the, you know, I want people to really find baking more approachable and just do it. <laughs> just yeah. get in the kitchen and and start doing it because it's so fun. It's very therapeutic and you have delicious results at the end. So what could be better than that? Yeah, there like I I was flipping through the book just as we were talking and like it is so approachable. Like, you know, this is a book you could bake your your way through like at any skill level. There are no recipes with like 27 ingredients or, you know. Uh, I mean, I did it. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, and, I, you know, I think somehow I, I just I had never realized, too, that you really started out as a home baker. And that Absolutely. that like I, I know that I, I have a particular love for um, for baked goods that people make at home. I would yeah. always rather have like a layer cake than some sort of fancy, you know, European pastry. And so I, I think that your book is is everything that I want to bake and more. And I think a lot of people will find it immensely comforting and a good companion in the kitchen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. So yes, I still kind of think of myself as a home baker turned professional. I've been yeah. doing... We've had our bakery, obviously, for 20 years, and so it has been trial and error, and a lot of the recipes that I've created have um, also been created out of trial and error. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. Your book, Cheryl Day's Treasury of Southern Baking, is available at bookstores everywhere. You can support your, uh, your local independent bookstore. Is there anything else you would like to plug in addition to the new book? Oh, I just started a small batch provisions line called oh. Janie Q Provisions. Named after my mom, Janie Queen. Um, I don't know if you all know this, but I am a little salty because there um, a lot of women in my family, like like four or five women, were named either by their first name Queen or middle name Queen, and somehow it skipped over me, so I'm <laughs> not over it. But anyway, so Janie Q Provisions is available at our site back in the day bakery. And it's just a division that we started during the pandemic. It was our great pivot. I love making jams. They're all uh, different fruits, like you said, many that I would get in my CSA box uh, during the pandemic. And I have a herb garden. And something that I always love doing is adding botanicals to my jams. Sure. So each jam that we make, there's a strawberry chamomile, a blueberry rose, Uh, peach lavender, and then I'm doing other little biscuit mixes that people can make at home because we don't ever want to get in a position where folks are out of flour again. Right. Thank you for uh, mentioning that. Yeah, you bet. We will link to Janie Q Provisions where people can order all that stuff in the show notes. Cheryl, thanks again for being on the show. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. 
Is there is there anything else that we need to say about hand pies or? I think it's been said and, okay. and more. Uh, this episode has gone so many places. Cheryl Day, thank you for joining us. Krampus, yes. thank you for joining us. Fruit Pie the Magician. No, thank no, you. No, thank you were you. canceled back in 2006. <laughs> we are removing you from our packaging. Mm-hmm. Should we do a little now, but wow? Let's okay. do it. Do you, do you have any Animal Crossing or, or calling it quilts? I haven't eaten any ketchup since last time. My my child has not been interested in her Switch for a long time. And, and I, frankly, haven't reminded yeah, her that you it need exists. To, you need to get your kid back into <laughs> video games. Like we need, yeah, we need the yeah, content. Clearly. You know what she is really into right now? She is really into the book, My Side of the Mountain. Uh, that sounds familiar, but I don't remember what it is. Uh, a, a little boy named Sam in New York runs away and lives in a hollowed out hemlock tree in the woods in the oh, Catskills wow. Mountains. She has already read it once. Now we're reading it aloud at bedtime. And I have to say, there's a lot of mentions of what he eats, you know, because he's like fending for himself in the woods. Do you think June is planning to run away and befriend a falcon and a weasel? You know, I think that she already went through a little trial of considering running away. Oh, what happened? She had like a tote bag that she had a bunch of stuff in. It was sitting next to her bed. And I was like, this was like a few months ago. And I was like, June, what's in this tote bag? Like, can we put this stuff away? And she goes, no, don't look in there. It's mine. Oh, And she stashed it under her bed. And recently when I was helping her do kind of a big like purge of her room, I pulled out the tote bag. I figured enough time had gone by. And I was like, June, so tell me. As as I like went through it, it had two full sets of clothing. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. A super mashed up bag of pretzels. <laughs> Just what you'll need. Yeah. A hairbrush, a stuffy, a flashlight. And I said to her, June did you pack this because you were going to run away? And she just kind of smiled. And I was like, do you think we can unpack it now? And she was like, yeah, sure. And so she unpacked it and we put everything away. It sounds like she was going on a quest. I think she was going to go on a quest. I mean, maybe she just wanted some onion rings. Who knows? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like, yeah, if she was going to walk to Renton and back, she's going to need all of that stuff. True. It's going to take a long time. All right. Uh, Okay. Now, but wow. This one is not that new, but it's new to me, and maybe it'll be new to you, too. So I have been on a big punk rock kick lately. I think there is an incredible amount of good punk rock being made these days. Like, I already recommended the Linda Lindas on a previous Now But Wow, and uh, this week I want to talk about the Audio Karate album, Malo. And uh, Audio Karate is a punk band from L.A. who made a couple of good albums in the early 2000s. Then they just kind of went dormant for quite a while and then uh, came back in 2019 uh, with the original lineup and this terrific album, Malo. It's got great hooks. It's got sunny California vibes. Um, Arturo Barrios is a great singer, like a classic punk rock singer. If you like Joyce Manor, if you like Titus Andronicus, if you like The Strokes, you're probably going to love Audio Karate Malo. We'll link to it in the show notes. Wow, I fascinated that the Strokes made it onto that. Yeah, like, I was trying. I was thinking up. like so. So I was like, this reminds me of Joyce Manor and Titus Andronicus, two bands that that you probably also have never heard of. And so mm-hmm. then I was like, what is what does this singer in particular remind me of? Oh, you know, he's definitely got like a bit of a Julian Casablancas vibe going on. Okay, fun. All right. Well, our producer is Abby Circatella. Uh, You can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And not only can you, but you should. 
Yes. Uh, you can also chat with other spilled milk fans. I don't know if, I mean, I'm calling them they're, fans. They're I don't listeners. know if they call themselves, li- okay, listeners. You can chat with other spilled milk listeners on our subreddit. It's reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. And we haven't we haven't mentioned in a while that we have uh, transcripts. If you'd prefer to read or uh, instead of or in addition to listening to the show, you can find those on our website, spilledmilkpodcast.com and in the show notes in your podcast player. As always, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. We are roaming the streets. Roaming the streets. We have very long tongues. With very long tongues. And um, we're, we're, I don't know, we're going to wait outside your kid's school and see what happens. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah? YouTube is still going. Okay, great. It's playing other hostess ads. <laughs> okay. Like ding dongs. Did you see some ding dongs? <laughs> no, that would be that would be Pornhub. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 